Hey there, this is your girl Shawanda, and you're listening to Refreshing the Soul Podcast, a show where we bring our experiences and God's truth to refresh the heavy and hard places in your soul. From anxiety to unforgiveness, we'll learn how to come to an honest place in our souls and uproot those hidden lies so that you can discover the unique expression God created you to be in this world. Hey, welcome back to Refreshing the Soul podcast. I'm your host, Shawanda Williams. Thank you for joining me for another episode. How is your soul doing? Let's right now, let's do a quick soul check-in and just check in with how is our soul doing? How are you thinking? How are you feeling? How have you been choosing? I hope and pray that you have been checking in with your soul being honest with your soul, being honest with yourself and saying, you know what, this is what's going on. Or you know what, I did I did feel a little check in my spirit when I was asked this question or when I had to ask a question. I felt um, a little fear or I didn't feel like I, I had the confidence to to go up to the mic to say this or to admit that, you know what, I really don't want to go. <laughs> no, I don't want to do that. I mean, whatever it is where you're like, you know what, I felt something. And, and because of that, I wasn't honest with someone. Let's start by being honest with ourselves and coming to an honest place with what happened and checking in and saying, okay, this is what happened. This is how I felt. This is how I was thinking, or this is, this is what my fear was and allowing God to, um, help you address whatever, um, the place in your heart that could be hidden on why, why you're afraid or what you're afraid that is going to happen or where did this all stem from? When did you start doing this? Um, this is something that we can take to God in our secret place, in our hiding place. I like to call it my hiding place, where it's this intimate time with God, not a place of where we're just giving him our complaints, our issues, our worries. No, it's a time of where we get to just sit and actually talk and be honest with God. And we want to hear what he has to say about us. We're um, giving him our cares. We're giving him our concerns. We're giving him our worries. We're giving him our fears. But we're also giving him the good things. Like, God, you know, I saw this change in me today. And I know, God, it, it was nothing but you. I thank you for it. We're giving him our gratitude. Um, and there's a, a, a scripture in Philippians that talks about, you know, not to be anxious for anything, but to give God the details of your life. Meaning, I'm going to tell God every detail. I'm making my request known to him. This is what's going on. This is where I need healing. This is where I need you. I need, I, I, I want confidence. I want that spirit of power, love and sound mind. I want that to come forth through my soul, through my everyday life. I'm bringing these requests to God. But it also says to have a thankful heart, to do it with praise, to do it with gratitude. So this place, my hiding place, where we get to be intimate with God, we get to talk to him, we get to bring him our honesty, we also bring him our praise. We still we say, God, you are good. No, I don't know why I did this. And yes, I want to be free from this. But I can also say, God, I, I but I and I, I thank you for the mind to even come to you about this. I thank you that I'm so soul aware to even notice this because I know there was a time 
a year or year years where I wouldn't even have noticed this. I would have just gone on with my life and found some other way to satisfy my soul. But God, I thank you that I'm in a place that you brought me to a place where I can even see that I can see myself. And so um, this soul check-in is so important. It's so important for you to do daily. Even when things are good, we spend, this is about spending time with God. Um, It's about learning who God is you know, in, in that place, in whatever it is that you're, you're going through, but just knowing more about him. When God shows us things in our souls, it makes us want to, um, know more of who is this God. And so right now, um, if you've been listening in the month of April, you know that we are in a series called Bloom. If this is your first time listening um, to me or checking out this episode, I you don't have to listen to these episodes in order, but I encourage you to still go back and listen to the prior episodes. We've been talking about um, this place that we're about to step into, or maybe some of you are already in it, a blooming season, a place where you actually get to bloom you're blooming and I actually I didn't have it in my notes um to talk about but I want to make sure I just stress what um what it means to bloom what it means to bloom and I'm gonna bring that up I'm gonna bring that up for you just shortly but this blooming season if you can think about you know um in April the the um how we have the the flowers that begin to bloom, but that blooming is like you're coming more into yourself. You're coming more into yourself of who you are. Um, the bloom bloom I have as a definition is a state or time of beauty, freshness, and vigor. A time of high development or achievement. It's when you uh, a flower it comes into itself. It bears flowers. It flourishes. It grows. And I'm here to tell you, my refreshed sister, you are coming into yourself and to who God um, spoke and thought of before you were a thought, before your mom even conceived you. You are growing. You are flourishing. You are um, in a place of freshness of who you are. This is a time of beauty. This is a time of high development. Um, So we've been talking about each week, okay, why are we blooming? What has been going on in our soul for us to have gotten to this place? And whatever we've been doing, we want to keep doing it. Even in the season where we're going to start seeing more, um, the place where we struggle with, where we're no longer, we're not struggling with things or thoughts as much anymore. We're noticing just a, a ease, a rest in our soul. Um, the last past two weeks, we talked about how we're blooming because of the soil of our heart is fertile. The soil of your heart is fertile, it's soft, it's teachable, it's pliable. It receives God's word and it applies God's word. It doesn't just receive it and get happy because we heard from God or we, we got a good message on Sunday. No, it says I'm taking this word and I'm going to apply it to my everyday life. The word has been coming alive to you. What, when this word says, Hey, God is my shepherd. I lack nothing. I shall not want in the places of where you felt you wanted more 
peace. You wanted to get out of a job. You felt like you wanted to um, go off on someone. No, you reminded yourself that you have everything you need. When the place where you felt inadequate, when you felt like you, you weren't enough, you reminded yourself that no, because of who God is, him being my provider, him being my guide, I actually lack nothing. Everything I need is in him, the one who is with me and in me. You have been applying this word and my sister, because of that, the soil of your heart is rich, is fertile, and it has, it has, it's the right ground for you to bloom. And then last week we talked about we're blooming because we're rooted in love. We're rooted in love. There's some things that had to be uprooted that you allowed God to, with his spirit, with his word, to um, renew your mind, to change the way you think about things, to give you perspective. Um, you've allowed him to do that. And, and, and in it, you became more rooted in who he is and how much he loved you. You done stuck some things out. You done, you, you allowed yourself to go through some hard and uncomfortable seasons. Um, just so you could also, just so that you can learn even more who God is and how God can show himself strong in a certain situation where you would have ran back to comfort, where you would have ran back to that man, when you would have ran to a different job or made that same cycle, I'm just going to quit, or I'm just going to try something else. When you could have done that, instead, you chose to endure. You chose to go to God into his, in your secret place. You chose to give him your honesty. You heard, you listened. The soil of your heart was, was fertile. So you could hear God apply it and you continue to do that over and over again. And because of that, you're blooming. My sister, you are blooming. You are growing. You are expressing yourself with the love of God. You're expressing yourself with forgiveness, with patience. There are things, you know, you could pop off and say, but something has changed on the inside of you that it's not even a thought to, to respond that way. Now, because you see yourself differently, because you're rooted in love, you respond with love. You see others differently. And so for this week, you are blooming because you have been refreshed by the living water. You are refreshed by living water. And um, I wanted to take this moment. I read this article on what makes flowers bloom. And of course, one of those things was water, water. And we know if you do not flower a plant um, or, a fl or a flower, if you don't water, excuse me, a plant or a flower um, or even the grass, the sod <laughs> in your lawn, it's going to become dry. It's going to become thirsty. It's going to be wilted. Um, me and my husband, we actually, we just resodded all of our, all of our grass in the front. Um, got a nice little tree up there. We got um, two trees cut down and a nice new tree up there and we resodded it. And there's this one, one part of our, uh, one side of our driveway, the grass is green, it's plush. It's just, it's growing, it's vibrant. The other is like patches here and there that's brown. And what we realize is that because that side of the grass, um, is exposed to the sun, more than the other side it needs even more water so we water it the same but because this side of the, of the grass is more is exposed to the sun more it needs water 
like twice a day, not just once a day. And some of us, we're looking at other people's lives and we're seeing where they're at, but we can't compare ourselves to others. Some of us, we need to be watered daily and throughout the day, multiple times. Like it's great that you spend time with God, maybe real quick in your car, you say a prayer, but sometimes at some seasons and for some of us, we need to be spending time and meditating on God's word throughout the day. We need to be watering constantly and especially in certain seasons where there is more heat, there is more pressure. We got to continue to stay in a place of um, where we're hearing from God, where we're pouring ourselves out to God, where we're receiving his word. When I'm at work sometime, I am, I say sometimes, but all the time I have on either worship music or some sort of message or sermon from um, one of the, from a, a speaker or somebody that I, I, I entrust um, to hear for my soul to hear. I mean, I'm constantly feeding my soul. I'm constantly watering my soul um, with God's word, some type of way. And I believe you, you're doing the same thing. This article that talks about what makes a, what makes flower bloom Underwatering, this is what it says. It says, when a plant shows signs of wilting, they douse it with a garden hose or sprinkler. However, a plant that shows thirst by wilting is already under stress and may never completely recover from emergency treatment. It is far better to make a habit of watering regularly so that plants never come under moisture stress. Um, When I read this, a couple of things stood out to me. And I said, you know, um, first of all, when we are dry or thirsty, you know, it says right here that when it's, it's under stress, and it shows wilting. Wilting is like that depleting of energy almost, um, that dryness. Um, it, it doesn't look the same. And, you know, you can, t- you can tell when someone has been spending time with God and who has, who is constantly, um, in a place before God, because it just seems like it, it doesn't mean that they don't ever go through anything, but it's not their energy they're pulling from. They're pulling from God's energy. Energy. So it's like, why is this person always vibrant? Why are they always smiling? Why, when when I ask them how they're doing, they can be honest, but they still filled with hope. You know, it just seems like they they have that that um, have such a, a mentality of nothing bad can ever happen to them like they even when I know they're going through this they're they're continually seem seem they seem so strong and like they're just always good like how well that's a person one they stay watered they're 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 keeping their soul watered by um God they're keeping their soul watered by God and um they they're not allowing the stress or the pressure of life to be something, to be a reason to go to God. So sometimes we, this, it, it says, um, it says, and it may never completely recover from emergency treatment. Sometimes when life hits us, we can use God as I need an, as an emergency. He's an emergency, emergency treatment versus it being the source of life. When we make watering the source of where our life comes from and not just it being emergency treatment, that's where 
that's where you begin that's where you begin to really bloom and flourish because now you're not waiting for life to happen you're saying no my life is god is in god and 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 who he is that's what i have i got this is how i live it's from his strength it's from his word i can't live on my own and so my sister i say you're blooming because you have made a habit of watering your soul daily it says it is far better to make a habit of watering regularly so that plants never come under moisture stress. Now, will life and things around you, will it shake? Will there be pressure? Will there be? Yes, but it doesn't have to stress you in your soul. It doesn't have, you don't have to feel it in you. How? Because you're making it a regular habit. And so because you're making it a regular habit to water yourself, you are blooming. You are blooming. It's not something you no longer do here and there. And when it feels like it's an emergency, but you're doing it daily. You're making sure yourself, you, you stay watered daily because you know, that is where your strength comes from. You know, that is where your energy comes from. You know, that is where your growth comes from. And so, um, I just wrote here that, you know, when we are dry and thirsty, um, when we were dry and thirsty, you know, we used to long for the things that the world could give us. And when I say the world, it's just the world system, the world mentality, you know, the world mentality, um, where, um, actually, you know, scripture tells us not to be conformed to the world. We're saying that it's the, they have a system. It's a system of the way that, um, the world would think in the natural, in the flesh. Jesus says he can't, he came to give us peace, not, not like the world's peace, meaning not what the, the system of how the mindset of the flesh would think, meaning we, if we're feeling, um, inadequate, we're not, we don't feel, or we don't feel, um, we don't feel approved. We don't feel important. We don't feel loved. We can look for things in people to help fill that place. We can look for things in jobs to give us a validation like, okay, I'm important. I'm important because I'm smart because I'm making this much enough money. We can have all these things to, to dress us up on the outside. Um, that's that that we're really we're trying to fill we're trying to satisfy we're trying to satisfy a thirst in our soul with and that part is never satisfied so before there probably was a place where um you may have overworked yourself because you know you say hey i am um this is where i thrive and everything else in life or certain areas in life that where you're like i'm not showing up well we can overwork or, or tend to gravitate to the places that get gives us fulfillment or gives us this sense of um worth of like I'm valued highly here I'm looked like this you know on social media I get all these likes and attention um so it makes you feel um good temporarily but it doesn't it has never filled this place in your soul of um who you really are you know, that's where that part was missing is um, Jesus validating and re reaffirming, reassuring who you are at the core. And so I believe you you've come to a place to know that, number one, I am a child of God. I am his daughter. I belong to him. And because of that, I'm protected. 
that scripture, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want you, you believing that scripture and applying it to your soul, applying it to your everyday life. You, you've become rooted in that word. And when you become rooted in that word, it satisfies the place of where you have felt inadequate. It satisfies the place of where you felt that you needed to be more or you needed something more. Instead, it said, no, wait a minute. My, because my father is, is, is the shepherd because he takes care of me, then that makes me full. That makes me, that means I have everything I need and that I'm cared for. And so now you have learned to be satisfied by the word of God. Your soul is now satisfied in a place where you no longer need to strive for another promotion to get paid more. You no longer need to get that dating app or to take these extra pictures to post on Instagram for it to, for these likes to give you this temporary gratification. It's like, no, I no longer, I don't need that. Now, when things don't work out between me and whoever I, it's, it's okay. I know how to walk away. I know how to go to God and, and, and ask them, should I even, um, should I even entertain this person now? Now I show up differently. I, I'm, I'm not so thirsty. I'm not so dry. I'm not wilted because God is no longer an emergency treatment. He's what I, he's, he's my source of energy daily. He's my source of life daily, you know? Um, and so I wanted to mention a couple of ways of how I keep my soul, uh, regularly watered. And it may be similar to what you do as well, but I wanted to just, um, share a couple of things that, you know, I've been thinking about over the years, like what, what do I do? What is it that I'm doing consistently? What is watering my soul? And one of the first things that I I thought of immediately is I daily dialogue with the father. I daily dialogue with him. And when I say dialogue, that means I speak, I talk to him and I listen. I daily dialogue with him. When I pray, Yes, I'm thanking him. I'm, I'm, I'm praising him for who he is. I may ask questions. I may say, God, I, I'm just, I, I'm thanking him in advance for the wisdom or something that I, I may need. Um, I ask him for the wis- wisdom, uh, for raising my kids, whatever it is, whoever I may, whoever God may put on my heart, I'm, I'm praying for them. And then I listen, I listen, God, what do you want to tell me? What is it that you want to tell me? And I listen, I'm quiet. I give God space. I make room for him to speak because what he says waters my soul. What he says brings me wisdom. It brings me peace. It brings me comfort. It brings me into alignment to whatever it is he wants me to do. It keeps me um, pursuing him. Because sometimes too, God will speak something and it's like that word has to still unfold. Today, God spoke something to me and um, I, I'm still, I'm, I don't really even know what it means, but I know it's going to unfold. I'm, I'm, it keeps me in pursuit of him and seeking him. So I say I daily dialogue with the father. I speak and I listen, I journal my, my, my dialogue too is it, my prayers can be through writing. Sometimes I just get out and I just write, dear God, 
I write how I feel, I write what's going on. I'm writing the things I'm thankful for. I'm writing him the things that I noticed throughout my day that where he showed up, like all kinds of things. And if I hear God speaking to me, I write a subsection underneath it and say, God, I hear you saying. So daily dialoguing with the father um, helps keep your soul um, watered. Um, The second thing is, you know, I'm connected to a local church. I'm connected to a local church where I'm active um, and active in part listening, um, showing up to listening and receiving the messages. I truly believe the, the church or the body that God has called you to, that God has called you to, that God has called you to, um, he speaks to those in leadership. He speaks to, he speaks to your pastors on what you need to hear. So those messages that I, that I hear, I listen to on Wednesday and Sunday, my, I hear for my soul. I don't hear for someone else. I hear it for myself and how I need to apply that word and how that shows up, um, in my everyday life. Um, so I'm watered by what, uh, by my, um, connection to my local church, my pastors, my mentors, spiritual advisors that I have, I'm watered from their messages, from their wise counsel. Um, that actually, you know, bring, brings me to one of the scriptures I want to mention to mentioned today is first Corinthians chapter three verses six through nine. And this is Paul speaking. He says, I planted the seed in your hearts and Apollos watered it, but it was God who made it grow. It's not important who does the planting or who does the watering. What's important is that God makes the seed grow. The one who plants and the one who waters work together with the same purpose and both will be rewarded for their own hard work. Last verse, for we are both God's workers and you are God's field. You are God's building. That verse nine in the passion translation says we are co-workers with God and you are God's cultivated garden, the house he is building here. Paul is saying, listen, um, one plants the seed in our hearts and another waters it, but it's God who makes it grow. It's him who makes the seed grow. It doesn't matter who does the planting. It doesn't matter who does the watering, but at, but you can see that watering has to take place in order for it to grow. The way God works is a seed is planted in our heart. A word is deposited. Someone else may water it. You know, there have been times where because of my relationship with God and already speaking and listening and journaling, I will, I will, I will show up and listen to a message, um, that my pastor is speaking and it's confirmation or the very same thing that God has already been speaking to me about already been dealing with me about, I tell you that God may be the one who's planting the seed in your heart. But then because you're connected to your local church body or you have a spiritual mentor or your pastor, you're listening to their messages, um, you're being being watered there. Your soul is being watered 
for it to grow. It has the same purpose, the same purpose of one person speaking a word into you or you receiving a download from God and then someone else watering it or you receiving the, the, um, a, a, a confirmation from God. However it goes, it doesn't matter how, how, how you're getting this, how you're getting the seed and who, who's watering it. The fact is that you're getting it. And what's important is still God who has to grow it. And it's him who's growing you. The reason why you're growing is because he's growing you. He's using the ingredient ingredients, the seed that was planted there and the watering to grow you. It's all necessary. And so I, you know, I just want to encourage those who are right now, you're out there and maybe you're saying, I'm, I'm not connected to a local church. Listen, ask God, where am I supposed to be planted at? Is there a church home for me? And if there is, can you please lead me, guide me to it? I didn't, I, I didn't, um, just randomly select a church to go to and say, Hey, I'm going here. No, my heart wanted to be in a church home and God sent me the place. He literally told someone told <laughs> someone um, actually came to me and said, hey, I really believe that um, you need to check out this church. And that's what I did. And that's the and it was right after me praying a prayer um, of of um, God directing me of where he wanted me to be. So I believe if your heart is to be somewhere um, locally and I believe your heart should be to be connected to community, connected to church. There are people, it doesn't have to be pastors. It could be people within a church who will water you, who will see something and believe, okay, you know what? I believe God is saying this for you. I'm saying people sent by God now, <laughs> but, and they will water your soul. They will give you a word. I had a, I remember I had a lady come up to me at church one night and I was um, at service one night. And I remember I was going through something on my job and I had this feeling of like, I really wanted to quit. But I was listening for God, again, speaking, listening, um, journaling, just reaching out to God, pursuing God, seeking God on what I should do. And this lady, not a pastor, not a minister, but I believe, but I say a co-worker of God, um, came up to me in service and she said, continue, continue. And I knew what that meant. She watered my soul. She watered the place in me that wanted to give up. But God had already started planning something down on the inside of me that, you know, I have to follow him. Even when it gets hard, I got to keep doing good and not get weary. And that was continue. I had the word, you know, to not get weary weary and well-doing, but then she warded me with continue. And so I don't know who I'm speaking to right now, but that's not what's important. What's important is God is. God is watering your soul. Every time you get on this podcast, he's watering your soul. He's planning something. He's depositing something. It's all from him. We're just co-laborers together, working with him and working together for the same purpose. And that's for you to grow, for you to flourish. Amen. And so I say, allow others to speak into you. Those who you know God had called you to, to correct you, to disciple you. It is watering from God. And lastly, I'll say, um, I daily 
have devotion with God. I daily have devotion. And when I say devotion, I'm not talking about the prayer and speaking and listening, but I read his word. I read his script. I read a devotion, um, or I read a story. I read his word. And, um, I also use that time where I worship. Sometimes I begin that place with worship. I begin it with a prayer and I ask God to open my heart Um, And my eyes in his word so that I may receive and see all that he has for me. And um, that's exactly and that's exactly what he does. Um, It doesn't have to be something. um, It doesn't have to be um, a, a, a next big step that I have to take that I'm always seeking God for. It's just like, God, what do you want to show me? What do you want to reveal to me? And so that kind of last leave me with. Um, this, the last scripture that pretty much puts all of what I said together, um, it's in John four, John four. And that is the story. If you haven't heard of the Samaritan woman, Jesus meets this Samaritan woman at the well and, um, he reveals who he is to her, the living water. And I thought it was perfect for this, um, this podcast episode. I'm not going to read the whole story. But he meets a Samaritan woman at the well. He's at the well. He asks for a cup. And she's like, why? He asks for a, a cup to drink. And she she says, well, why are you giving, why are you asking me? You know, I'm a, you know, I'm a Samaritan. You know, don't y'all Jews, y'all don't talk to us. So Jesus is breaking some norms, you know. And so they're talking back and forth. There's dialogue, right? And, um, She's like, well, she, she, verse 10, let me read verse 10. Cause I don't want to skip over anything important, but, um, verse 10, Jesus replied, if you only knew the gift God has for you and who you are speaking to, you would ask me and I would give you living water. Wow. So there comes this place of when we, when we begin to know who God is, we we and we know who we're speaking to when we speak to him again we're speaking to him when we speak to him we can ask him we can ask him for what we need and he will give us living water living water and um i thought it was so important because here he's right by this well and this woman is thinking hey you're talking about this actual you're talking about water water and she's like, you don't have a bucket. You don't have a rope or anything to get this water. So again, she doesn't know who she's talking to. There's a part that's blinded. There's a part that she can't see. And sometimes when we're reading God's word, there's part, there's parts that's blinded. We don't see where, but you're having this dialogue. You're having this in this um, interaction with God. You're seeking him. You're pursuing him. You're, you're wanting to understand. You have a heart to, and a desire to understand what is God saying to me? What does he want? Right. And so as you're speaking and learning, God can be, Jesus has a way of unveiling and unlayering things in your heart. So he asks her, Hey, why don't you go get your, your husband? And she's like, well, I don't have a husband. He was like, well, you're right. You don't have a husband. And neither the last five guys that lived, lived with you, you know, were your husband, right? He's like, you certainly spoke the truth. And so she's amazed because 
he she's like you got to be a prophet for you to have known that about me right so she's coming in that she's getting a little in a little closer jesus getting deeper into her her life and she's inquiring even more and this so much probably resembles a lot of our relationship how it may have started with with um jesus we were asking surface stuff but then he takes us deeper and he takes us deeper rooting us further further in who he is without us really even knowing it seeing that man this he knows us more he knows us deeper than what we thought we he we thought we knew him or he's more than what we thought we knew of him and I'm more than what I thought I knew of me and he has a way of just revealing himself to us but he does it he takes his time he 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 has a he has a strategy he knows how to speak to our soul he knows how to refresh our soul he knows how to give us living water but again I want you to notice there is there is dialogue. There is dialogue here. And so in verse 25, um, verse 25 and 26, I want to read, um, at, cause this is right after Jesus is telling her, listen, um, you Samaritans, it, it does, y'all don't even really know who, um, who, um, Jesus is or who, um, he said, you actually, you don't know who, um, who really who you worship you know he said it doesn't matter who where you worship at whether it's on a mountain or if it's in the tabernacle it does not matter he said there's a time coming and actually the time is now where um the true worshipers they're going to worship the father in spirit and truth and so the lady is like okay well i know the messiah is coming um and when he comes he will explain everything to us and so in verse this is verse verse 25 she's saying that she said the woman said i know the messiah is coming the one who is called christ when he comes he will explain everything to us verse 26 then jesus said then jesus told her i am the messiah here he reveals his identity to her okay shawanda what does this have to do with being refreshed by living water I hear you asking. Well, further down, after he reveals this to her, the disciples come and sees that he's talking to this lady, that something, an interaction that you normally wouldn't see. And verse 28 says, the woman left her water, her water jar beside the well and ran back to the village telling everyone, come and see a man. Who told me everything I ever did. Could he possibly be the Messiah? So the people came streaming from the village to see him. I say that because in verse 28. After she gets this revelation. After Jesus reveals himself to her. After constant dialogue. It says the woman left her water jar beside the well. That hit something in me. I believe refreshed sister. We are blooming because. We've left our water jar by the well. We're no longer being filled in a place where we don't, we don't need it anymore. We're full. We've left it. We've found um, refreshing for our soul. And it says that he is the living water. Jesus said, if you knew who you were talking to, you would ask me for water and I would give you living water. He would give us himself. He is our living water. And when he becomes our living water, when we get the revelation of who he is, 
we don't we can leave we, we can leave our our water pot by the well we don't need it anymore we don't need the validation from others we don't need we don't need so and so to apologize we don't need the extra work to make the extra money to feel worthy to be wealthy we don't we don't need those things anymore we realize that we're actually already we have are already what we need and there's satisfaction in that but but notice again there was constant dialogue you've been dialoguing with god and for us to continue in this season we have to continue dialoguing with him speaking listening spending time in worship reading our word and meditating on it and in it god will reveal himself to us he will reveal the next step he will reveal the business strategy he will reveal how you need to parent your kids he will reveal the timing of things he will reveal when it's time for you to leave that job he will reveal when it's time for you to go on your job because we stay constantly refreshed by the living water we are refreshing to others. We are not wilted. We have energy. We are strengthened. Doesn't mean that we don't we don't go through difficult seasons. Doesn't mean sometimes we don't feel the heat or the pressure, but it's not on the inside of us. It doesn't stress our soul because we know who who to get refreshed by. We know who has the living water. We know where our source of, of, of where we thrive comes from. And so the soil of your heart is fertile. You're rooted in God's love and you're refreshed by his living water. I just want that. I hope that hit you the way it hit me. It says, verse 28, the woman left her water jar beside the well and ran back to the village telling everyone, come and see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could he possibly be the Messiah? Man, what will express, what will come out of you? What is going to come out of you in this blooming season? Because you left that pot. You left that that place where, that you used to fill up with man-made water. You left that place to him to fill, to refresh, to satisfy. And because now you're not thirsty, <laughs> you're not thirsty for that thing anymore. You're full by him. What are you going to what are you going to do with it? What are you going to run and do? What is it going to cause you to do? What is it causing you to be? This woman evangelized. And I don't know what God is calling you to. Or what he's blooming you into. But I'm telling you whatever it is. It's going to be effective. It's going to be impactful. It's going to be more than what you ever thought. That you could be. God is um, proud of you. For continually allowing your soul to be refreshed by him. Your soul is full. You're vibrant. You're vigor. You're flourishing. You're coming into yourself. And so as we end this podcast, let's end with my hiding place. Just a moment in time for us to um, 
really reflect on what has been said and how we can how we can move forward in this week with our worship song, a scripture, and um, some confessions. So the song that was laid on my heart and that I've been listening to regularly is called Refreshing. Um, it's by First Fifteen Worship and Nikki Moles. Nikki Moles. So look up the song Refreshing. Um, some of the lyrics to the song um, says, I've been dry and thirsty, been weary and wanting your peace for my soul. When my heart was heavy, when I was running on empty, you restored my joy. Because I've tried everything that this world offers. Still nothing can satisfy my heart. So I come to your feet to know your refreshing, your presence, my covering, where I run and find peace. Living water, come fill my soul. Living water, come overflow. Right now, just declare that with me. Living water, come fill my soul. Living water, come overflow. When we're heavy, when we feel like we don't have the energy, we're running on empty, it's when we sit in his presence, we sit at his feet, and we say, come fill, our, come fill our soul, Father. Overflow in me, God. And so right now, I want you to take this moment and repeat these confessions after me. I am blooming because my soul is refreshed by Jesus, the living water. I water my soul daily, reading and meditating on the word. I am watered and filled by the revelation of who Jesus is and who I am. I supernaturally grow because God makes me grow. I am God's cultivated garden. Amen. Amen and amen. All right, everyone, that wraps up this week's episode. Thank you for tuning in. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast so we can get refreshing to those souls who need it. Also, don't forget to head over to Amazon where you can purchase that 30-day devotional Rest for the Soul by yours truly. Um, You want to get it in your hand. And just remember, soul care is self-care. Until next time, bye-bye.